0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, you see, let me remind you of what Jesus prayed over there, that they're not of this world even as I'm not of this world. That's the way he saw us. That's the way God saw us. And I'll tell you, when God sees you that way, it's going to end up that way. He calls that thing. If you'll remember there, he said, I have given them thy word, and they have kept thy word. All you have to do is go back and read a little bit, and you'll find out they hadn't kept his word. They didn't even receive his word. It went in, as someone said, in one ear and out the other. I mean, Jesus tell them he's got to go across to and die, and he's got to do all these things. And Peter rebukes him. And he just got through telling Jesus, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, Flesh and blood hadn't revealed that to you, but it came from divine authority from heaven. And then the next thing you know, here's Peter rebuking Jesus for saying he's going to fulfill the word of God. And Jesus turned around and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. But Jesus in his prayer said, They have kept your word. I don't care how much you go against what God says, if you get in his word and stay with it, he is seeing you walking in that word when you're not walking in it. God sees you walking in it. Now, concerning this scripture here in 2 Corinthians the sixth chapter, where Paul said, You are the temple of the living God. God said, I will dwell in them, walk in them, I will be their God, and they'll be my people. That's found in Leviticus the 26th chapter in verse twelve. There's some real strong things there about falling after God and how he had bless and prosper people. We'll not go into that. But I do want to mention it here. Then let's go to Ephesians, the first chapter. Paul's revelation and Paul's prayers reveal to us some of the most important things concerning the mystery of Christ. Here in Ephesians chapter 1, we'll begin with verse 16. Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you, mentioning you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. God calls the saints His inheritance. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. See, now how can we be in heaven and be here? How can we be, like Jesus said, born again because of what Jesus did? We believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Now I want to stop there just a little bit. Look at this. If we believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places and we're in Christ that being true when he raised him up and set him there we are seated there with him. Now, that's heavenly things. See, like he was telling Nicodemus. He told Nicodemus, No one's ascended to heaven but the Son of Man that came down from heaven, which is in heaven. And he said, If I tell you earthly things, you can't believe it. How are you going to understand these heavenly things, I tell you? Then he started talking about being one with them. I and them and thou and me. So, he hath put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. The body of Christ is the fullness of the Godhead filled with the fullness of God to fulfill what God's plan was for man. Now, come right into the second chapter. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom we had our conversation, our way of life in times past, and the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. That's just almost more than you can comprehend. Before we were ever saved, actually, when the world was in sin, God quickened them and us together with Christ. Put our sins upon him. Quickened us together, made us alive together with Christ. Now, what's he talking about? He's talking about that the whole world was crucified when Christ was crucified, as far as God was concerned, and it took care of all the sins of the whole world. Does that mean the sinner will go to heaven? No. He must be born again. He's a child of the devil. Now, you know, that sounds bad, but, you know, you're either a child of God or a child of the devil. There's a lot of good moral people that are not serving God. But, you see, Jesus said you must be born again. But here he says... Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you're saved. In other words, as far as God's concerned, he saved the whole world. He wouldn't have to do one more thing, the whole world be saved. He won't have to suffer one more thing, not one more sacrifice have to be offered. That doesn't mean that the world will go to heaven. They have to receive Jesus. Receive the divine favor that he's offered them. Has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, did he or did he not raise us up together with Christ? Yes, he did. You can read. We could spend weeks studying the revelation of Paul concerning that in the book of Romans. He raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Like someone said, God's going to put on a show. He's going to show us his exceeding riches and his grace. And I believe he's doing that right now. Because you read in Paul's revelation there in Romans 5.17, where he said, They that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Showing us the riches of his grace. Reign in life. One translation says, Reign as kings in life. By one Jesus Christ. But he's raised us up together. Made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's the grace that's the gift of God. The faith comes from the word of God. You receive the word. And you have the faith to receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, come on down. We'll read a little further here. For the sake of time, we'll skip a few scriptures. Verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus you sometimes were far off, made nigh by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace, and has made both one, broken down the middle wall, of partition between us, has abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, for to make in himself twain one new man, so making peace." Now, what he's talking about here is the wall of partition. There was a six-foot wall built between the court of the Gentiles and the Jews. And God tore down the wall of partition between and made them all one. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached Peace to you which were far off and to them that were nigh, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Isn't that good news to know that we're fellow citizens with the saints? We're citizens of heaven. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles. And prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together, groweth into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom we also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. For a habitation of God through the Spirit. So you can see where he's going with that. Then go over to Ephesians, the third chapter. In verse 14, Paul is praying, For this cause I bow my knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now notice, he says the whole family in heaven and earth. There's not one family here on earth and another family of God in heaven. He sees us all as one family. He sees us there with them. The family in heaven and earth. We're in the family of God. That he might grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with all might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge and that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what his intent is, that you be filled with the fullness of God. God will live in you, he'll walk in you, and he'll talk in you. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Hallelujah. Mm. My feet won't hardly stand still. Glory to God. Now, let me very hurriedly give you also something that Paul said in another place. He said, our conversation is in heaven. Now, that's a little blind to us. He said, our conversation is in heaven. You know what the word conversation in the Greek is, comes from? It means citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven. See, the whole family of God in heaven and in earth, our citizenship is in heaven. We're citizens of another world. Our life support, we draw our life support from another world. We're citizens of heaven while we're living here. Just like Jesus said, they're no more in this world even as I'm not of this world. Can you say amen? Amen. God bless you. I trust you've been able to be with us all this week on the broadcast as we've taught about citizens of another world. We are truly a citizen of another world. Thank God our citizenship is in heaven. Book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. That's our offer this week. Book offer number 7518, The Substance of Things. It's 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. This book will help you get a clearer understanding of faith and how it works. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of what you can't see. In this book, we talk about the invisible things of God and how to understand the invisible things of God. Many people say, well, you know, this spiritual stuff is just kind of Greek to me. But really, it's not that hard. The problem has been that we've totally separated the natural from the spiritual. And when you do that, you're not going to be able to understand the spiritual because the natural things reveal the spiritual aspect of the kingdom here upon the earth. So if you can get a handle on that, you can understand how to operate in the spirit realm and in the kingdom of God, and it will produce for you. Words created all things, and God's word is the seed. God's provision is through faith. It used to be by the works of the law, but that's not anymore. That's been done away with. It's through the righteousness which is of faith. We have one chapter called Beyond Faith. We need to go beyond faith into some things that, you know, we ought to get to where we don't give because of our faith, but we give because we know. Not because I just believe God will do something. I do it because I know God will do it. I don't have to use my faith on it. I know what God will do now. Well, that's book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call one 396 9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.